Welcome to Radio Curious. I'm Barry Vogel. The power of women, unique to the female gender of our species, is the topic of this edition of Radio Curious in the week of the Ides of March, in a month dedicated in some nations to the history of women. Radio Curious assistant producer Christina Anastad visits with Donna Nieto, a performance artist known as La Tigresa. Her power as a woman commanded national headlines in 2000 in her effort to stop the logging of old-growth redwoods near Albion in Mendocino County, Northern California. La Tigresa stood bare-breasted in the path of logging trucks and recited poetry of the goddess. Now a grandmother, Donna Nieto continues to use her art as a form of direct political action and urges others to do the same. Donna Nieto continues to integrate her poetry into her life. Her 2010 poetry publication is titled Naked Sacred Earth Poems. Christina Anastad met with Donna Nieto near the waters of Oars Hot Springs in the mountains of Mendocino County in February 2012. They began their conversation when Christina asked La Tigresa to describe the connection she sees between sexism and the exploitation of the environment. The earth has been taken for granted and therefore used and abused, and so have women from the ways that societies and cultures have um, put women in, in restraints, basically, under wrap. I deliberately try to make that clear in the poem, you know, saying these clothes you have dressed me in are choking my life, because the earth has been taken so for granted that humans have just assumed that they could use and use and use and use without giving back. And that's often um, the way women are treated. Children will sometimes take advantage of, of, of mothers. They're just, well, of course, you know, the mother's there to give and give and give, and she is. Just like the voice speaking in the poem, you know, find a way uh, to receive what I offer you freely. Women want to give, but um, what's been happening for thousands of years in, in history is that the male-dominated culture has taken from women in such ways that women have become harmed, and they've taken from the earth in such ways that the earth has been harmed, and it's a complete connection. So what I find fascinating is that despite knowing how women have been subjugated, there's still this really strong reclamation of the divine feminine in your work. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, thank you for that word reclamation. It's all about women being in their power. I was 52 years old bare-breasted with a flower in my hair, looking damn good, looking fine enough to stop trucks in their tracks. I was in my power. I was in the beginning of menopause. And um, 
I did the most powerful thing I've ever done in, the, in my life, stopping trucks. And they didn't stop because I was saying a poem or carrying a sign. The truck stopped because I was bare-breasted. And that was pure woman's power. My two bare breasts were more powerful than a huge corporation owning billions of dollars, big trucks, big bulldozers, chainsaws, big burly men. They stopped. They were listening because they are in awe of women's power. And um, that's just a truth that every woman knows and every man knows. And Women throughout history have used uh, the power of the beauty of their bodies, the power of their attractiveness to men for good political causes. Lady Godiva was not a fairy tale or a myth. Lady Godiva was a historically uh, known political activist. Her husband was a tax collector. And uh, the citizens of the town were complaining the taxes were too high, and she agreed. And she said, honey, why don't you lower the taxes? And he said, the day you ride naked on a white horse through the downtown square, I'll lower the taxes. So she did, and the taxes got lowered, and the people could live better lives. And uh, the women um, in ancient France when the Gauls, when they were being invaded by the ancient Romans, the women came up naked, stood in the road. Women in Africa, women in Canada, women all over the world throughout history have used their power um, in similar ways to what I did with the bare-breasted boycott. Um, but in general, women are coming back to reclaiming their power now because we have no other choice unless we want to um, just allow this planet to mutate into some bizarre life forms that can live without oxygen, without water. But if we want life as we know it to continue, we've got to clean up our house, just like your mom saying, clean up your mess. This is the mother in all of us. And um, there are men also who are awakening and it's time and women are coming more and more into their power. I'm a grandmother now of two grandchildren and all the women or most of the women of my generation were in our 60s. We were the 60s radicals and now we're grandmothers and look out world because here come the raging grannies and there's also indigenous people's councils of grandmothers and um, we're seeing women in power coming up now to save our home. So what about the power of the intellect? What about the Margaret Thatchers of the world? Well, I think that's two different subjects. One is the power of the intellect, and the other is the Margaret Thatchers, which I see as women who get into power and they become like men, uh, waging wars and things like that. Um, the power of the intellect can be used in many, in, in any direction you, you want to direct it. So for me, as a poet and environmental activist, I use my intellect to craft words that will hopefully bridge some gaps and bring people together to see what we have in common, which is our home, the earth. And through using my intellect, my ability to manipulate language with skill, I can hopefully help people to tap into something deeper than the intellect. Our, our, 
instincts as, as primate animals, our instincts as inhabitants of this planet, our instincts that tell us we must have oxygen to breathe, we must have clean water to drink, we must have healthy food, or else we won't survive and our species won't survive. And it's programmed into us, I think, to survive. And in order to survive, we have to evolve to a level that we can take care of our home. And that's what we're doing. That's my job as a poet, is to hold that vision and do everything I can to encourage people to move in that direction. So when you say woman's power, what do you mean by that? I mean women tuning in to their deepest self, their core self, which is both spiritual and physical. And the physical part is how we connect to the earth. Women have an easier time of connecting to the earth than men, I believe, because we bleed in cycle with the moon, we feel our bodies, we feel our emotions, which are rooted in our bodies, and through raising children, we're just more connected with things that are real in the earth. We make the food for the most, for the most part. We're also socially conditioned to be more in that space. Socially conditioned and biologically hardwired because we lactate, we, we feed the babies with our bodies, okay? So the earth feeds us with her body. So that's also one reason the use of the bare breasts with the poem and with the activism is not accidental because the baby nurses at the breast of the mother's body in the same way that humans and all species feed off of the body of the mother earth. So when women tap into this, they're tapping into the power of the earth. And that's what's happening. And so you write about biosexuality in your book, Naked Sacred Earth Poems. What is biosexuality? Biosexuality is a term that came from a poem I wrote called Biosexual, and it's about my passionate, erotic relationship with nature, with flower petals and moss and tinkling streams. What does it mean to be biosexual? What it means to be biosexual is to be in love with the earth. When you look at the ocean and you feel, oh, that's biosexual. When you like squish the sand with your feet, that's biosexual. When you smell a flower, mm, that's biosexual. I think we're all biosexual. How do you know that and what do you mean? One way I know it is very unscientific fact that after I perform this poem, lots of people come up to me and take me aside or say it loudly in front of their friends, but they all say pretty much the same thing, which is that they feel exactly the same way, but they've never been able to put it into words. And I have people tell me when they meet me and find out that I wrote that poem, because that poem was printed in the Wee Moon calendar in 2006, and lots of people saw it there. People go, oh my God, you wrote that biosexual poem. You know, I had to call up my girlfriend and read it to her over the phone, and I've gotten fan mail on that poem, and I just, it seems to strike a chord, and I think it's because we are all in love with the earth. How could we not be in love with the earth? And we all respond in a physical way to the beauty of the earth. That's why people 
like to go to the ocean and why they like flowers. So it's in us to love the earth. You're listening to an interview with Radio Curious assistant producer Christina Anastat in conversation with Donna Nieto, a performance artist and poet known as La Tigresa. I'm Radio Curious host and producer Barry Vogel. So in 2000, you made international national headlines for blockading a logging truck bare-breasted. Can you tell us the story? Yes, and well, it was more than one logging truck. I mean, I spent two years with Earth First in Mendocino and Humboldt counties trying to do whatever I could to stop the utter devastation of the ecosystem of the North Coast forests. And um, my way of doing it was to use poetry and to use my body because that's pretty much all I had. (laughs) And I had a lot of outrage at what was happening. I had been seeing the logging trucks come by every five minutes and I just couldn't stand it. Meanwhile, I had been writing poetry about Mother Earth and writing a screenplay. And in my screenplay, I saw Mother Earth come to life and I thought maybe it'd be like Daryl Hannah, some tall kind of earth-friendly movie star. And in, in, in my vision, Mother Earth was alive and she was larger than life and she was angry that they were destroying her forest and she was naked with flowers in her hair and singing and crying. And of course, the loggers just stopped in their tracks and knelt down and kissed her feet and stopped logging. Happy ending. So there was a movie I was writing and then I wrote a play and a poem. And um, after I had been performing this poem, I found out that they were clear-cutting an ancient redwood forest right next to where my friends, the Earth First video crew, (laughs) was living. And I went out there and I did in real life what I had just done on stage and just imagined and been writing about. I went out at four o'clock in the morning so I could be in the forest when the loggers came to work at 4.30 in the morning. And when they got there, I was bare-breasted. I was actually planning to be fully naked, but turned out that bare-breasted was quite enough to stop the logging trucks. I had Judy Berry's megaphone because I was working with the Earth First crew that had worked with Judy Berry and uh, the people that worked with Julia Butterfly, and they were videotaping everything. And when the loggers came to work, They couldn't get past me. I was blockading. I was in the middle of the road. I was bare-breasted, and I was saying my Earth Goddess poem. And they stopped in their tracks, and they got on their cell phones and called the foreman, and they called the sheriff. But this is Mendocino, so it took a long time for the sheriff and the foreman. And anyway, I would stay out there for hours and hours all day, basically, till their shifts were over and they went home to prevent them from getting close enough to the trees to cut them. And I saved some trees that way. Not enough, but I did it my way. (laughs) Were you ever accosted or afraid? I was very afraid. Um, Two years before I had done what I did, they had killed deliberately a young tree hugger, hugger, David Gypsy Chain, 20, maybe 24 years old. And the loggers in Humboldt had cut a tree and they know how to cut to make it fall wherever they want. They cut it so it would fall on him and it killed him dead. Yes, I was afraid. But after the first day when I saw the response of the men to a half-naked woman saying erotic poetry, I was more and more confident. What was the response? 
the response was varied and um sometimes they uh were hostile most times they were so dumbfounded astounded they they didn't know what to do you know had i had a gun or a bomb they know everyone they know how to deal with that but i was a bare-breasted um woman saying poetry and the poetry was erotic and they mostly just were flabbergasted and treated me with respect although there were a few times they tried to run me over um they made a brilliant seven and a half minute documentary film about it uh penny and duff from from earth films and kay rudin of course was involved in that film and um it's called striptease to save the trees uh penny andrews um put it all together and it's on my website uh, latigressa.net and one of the poems that you were performing was I am the goddess yes can you recite that now I am the goddess I am the goddess and I speak now from the mouth of all women I am the earth the cradle of creation. In the creases of my inner thighs lies your salvation. Get down on your knees and worship me. Lay your face against the soft moss and the valley between my legs. Abandon your clothes by the riverside and stretch your naked body along my sandy bank Press your full length into my yielding ground. Dip your head into my cool green waters and sip till you are full. If you cannot find a river that is clean enough to drink, if you cannot find a river that is clean enough to drink, if you cannot find a river that is clean enough to drink, then stop and think. Then please stop and think. Abandon your way of life and search your memory for a way to receive what I offer you freely. The most ancient name for God in the Hebrew language is El Shaddai. It means the mountain-breasted one. Before you invented God, you remembered me. Every particle of your being has been brought forth from the fiber of my body. Your muscles are made of proteins from the plants that grow in the soil that you trample underfoot without a thought. You have covered my naked, sacred body with a garment of cement. I feel restricted. I cannot dance and undulate my rippling torso where I have been paved over, deforested, wrapped in plastic. Uncover me. Oh, baby, take off my clothes. Remove these garments that mock my beauty, that hide my face and bind my body. Peel back the layers of what you call progress. I am so much more beautiful 
naked than clothed. And these clothes you have dressed me in are choking my life. Take them off, beloved, and delight in my clean flesh once again. Make love to me naked in the sunlight. Suck any strawberry. Let your lips feel the taste of its kiss. There is nothing more important than this. You must eat my sacred flesh if you would live. And my body must be whole so I can give. Stand before me. Feel your feet planted in my moist soil. Feel the roots shoot from the bottom of your feet to the mud and the heat. Way down deep below, feel the roots shoot from the bottom of your feet to the mud and the heat. Way down deep below, feel the roots shoot from the bottom of your feet to the mud and the heat. Way down deep below and see how the legs of any woman are the pillars of a temple growing up like redwoods from their roots below the ground. Worship me in that temple. Worship me in that temple. Worship me now. Worship me now. Worship me now. Moving. Thank you. Thank you. So imagine that you're a logger in your truck at 4.30 in the morning, and this is what you see before you. It, it became an instant legend, and um, I spent, like I said, two years with Earth First. I didn't go every day into the forest, um, but sometimes it would be every day in a row, sometimes if, if we had a stop, a particular clear tr cut, in its track, sometimes months would go by and I didn't go in, but I, I spent two years of my life doing that poem and many other poems over and over because it wasn't just a protest, it was a direct action. In other words, we weren't carrying signs and saying, stop logging. I was there with my body so that they couldn't get to the trees without running me over. And um, if you go to uh, my website, latigressa.net. Um, you can see, uh, there's one scene in the film, you can see me actually backing up a bulldozer. So we were out there with our bodies on the line and it was very intense, um, but it had to be done. What do you mean it had to be done? Well, I felt, to me, it had to be done and many people in the North Coast felt that way because um, the redwood forest is an ecosystem that cannot come back unless we, you take another one or two thousand years because it's, you can't replant redwood trees and make a tree farm and recreate a, a forest ecosystem. There's species going extinct. There's um, hillsides eroding. The, the environmental damage is devastating, really beyond comprehension. And they were just doing it in our own backyard. And so people that lived there just uh, felt that it just, it had to be stopped. And people have been, you know, working to fight this 
logging for, for decades. And I just reached a point for me where I had to do something. All right, La Tigresa, Donna Nieto, author of Naked Sacred Earth Poems from Regent Press. Thank you for being with us on Radio Curious. I have a few questions to ask you as we wrap it up. Can you describe an aha moment, a eureka moment that changed your life? Well, it's interesting. The one that does come to mind is I was camping out on Mount Shasta and I looked across this beautiful vista and I saw what looked like um, the only way I can think to say it is like shaved pubic hair because there was a clear cut and um, I think they were going to put in a ski resort or something, but it just was like mountain and forest and then shaved. And it freaked me out. And um, that was when I began to think in terms of how does Mother Earth feel if Mother Earth could speak. And then I started writing Aretha Franklin-type songs about Mother Earth. I saw Mother Earth as Aretha Franklin, as a big Earth mother. But it, it was seeing that because I felt like it was like my body. I looked at that and I felt like, ouch! And um, once I really began to focus on that whole Mother Earth thing and put that into my writing, the whole course of my life changed. What would you like to do with the rest of your one precious life? Well, I would like to devote my energies towards uh, celebrating and healing um, planet Earth and to do that with my writing and performing and um, maybe some teaching. I have a vision called Earth Theater that I would love to see happen in which I would be joined by other people who were passionate about the Earth and passionate about performing arts and we would have a theater space out in nature, so it would really be earth theater and outdoor theater. You're writing a book also? Well, the, the poetry book is out there. It was published last year, and then I have two other books that I'm working on. One is my memoir, Rebel Without a Blouse, and uh, that's the story of how a nice Jewish girl from the suburbs wound up half-naked in a logging road, stopping trucks. And the other is um, called Whose Planet Is It Anyway?, and that's a collection of, I call them eco-satire pieces. Um, there are lots of funny things in there, but they're all about subjects that are environmental. But I find a way to bring some humor because otherwise it's, it's too depressing. And um, I have a good sense of humor. So that's a book of eco-satire pieces. And is there a book that you would recommend to our listeners? You know, the first one that comes to my mind is uh, Pronoia is the Antidote to Paranoia by one of my heroes, Rob Brezhne, who's a brilliant astrologer and a brilliant philosopher. His writing style is similar to Tom Robbins, and he promulgates the philosophy of positive thinking. Our thoughts create our reality. So visualize a healed and peaceful planet. Thank you. Thanks for being with us on Radio Curious. Thank you. It was a great pleasure to be here. Donna Nieto, whose stage name is La Tigresa, is a poet, activist, and author of Naked Sacred Earth Poems. The book she recommends is Pronoia is the Antidote to Paranoia by Rob Bresny. 
This interview was recorded near the waters of Ore Hot Springs in the mountains of Mendocino County in February of 2010. Dona Nieto's website is latigresa.net. All Radio Curious programs are free at our website, radiocurious.org. Our phone is 707-462-6541. Email is curious at radiocurious.org. Christina Anastad is our associate producer. I'm host and producer Barry Vogel. Thank you for listening. Thank you.